Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim, Chaf Vav Amud Bet. This will be the uh, final podcast in uh, this particular series of uh, anal- analysis of the first Mishnah of the second parak. <clears throat> and uh, towards the end of the Mishnah, we said, You cannot use the chametz to fire an oven, meaning as fuel. Uh, in the early part of the Gemara, we noticed that line and said that was there even to respond to Rabbi Yehuda, who said the only way to destroy chametz is with Shreifa. So I might have thought that while I'm burning it, I can get Hanah. The answer is <laughs> not. <coughs> Let's say that you have a tanur and you used it, the fuel in it uh, was something that's asur like uh, peels of orla fruit or um, or the sticks that are in, from kileakarim. Chadash yutats. If it's a new oven, you have to destroy it. The oven is a klicheres. There's no way to, to kasher it. And the problem is that um, when it's still new, the anything you use to fire it actually adds to it and helps solidify it. Yashan, if it's an old one, then yutsan. Just let it cool down. Afabo pot, if you bake bread in it, Rebbe Omer hapat asura. Rebbe says the bread is asur. They disagree and say it's mutar. If you cooked it right on coals, then divrei kol mutar. Rebbe agrees. Now, let's see how this works. First problem is, Vatanya ben chadash ben yashan yutsan. We have another bright, though. It says whether old or even new, you could just let it cool down. You don't have to destroy it. So, Lokasha, ha Rebbe, v'harabanan. That that's Rebbe versus Rabbanan, as we saw in the bright about the status of the pot. Aim or to shaman lay the Rebbe. That's not going to work because what do we know about Rebbe? <coughs> he says, Mishum di eshavach etzim bapat. Is, why does he say the pot is asur? Because the wood that you've used, um, adds something to the bread also. But since when do we th- we think that Rebbe holds that when you have two different things causing, one of them asur, one of them mutar, that it makes it asur. So, if the difference between whether or not we're going to destroy or just let cool down the cold out, the new oven, is Rebeleza versus Rabbanan. Let's see what that means. Hey, Rebeleza, which statement of Rebeleza are referring to? Or if it's the Rebeleza in Trumot, the non, if you have some leavening agent of Chulin and some of Truma and they fell into a dough, each one alone is not enough to make it rise. Together they make it Whichever one fell in last, that provides the status, because that's the one that kind of nailed uh, the ha- hit the ha- hammered the nail on the head. They said it doesn't matter which came first, since the isur alone was not enough to be machametz. It's not asur. What did Abayi say about that? Chacham only said that if you first got rid of the Isur. If you left it in there and it was Mechametz, Asur. So you see that when you have two different things causing, even though each one is not enough on its own, the Isur is not enough on its own, nonetheless it's Asur. 
Who says that that's Rabbi Eliezer's reasons? Maybe he has the the approach that says whatever the last thing in, meaning the one that brings it to the to having enough to make it chametz. Maybe that's what determines the status. And it doesn't matter if I got rid of the isur in in, in first. But if they fell in together, maybe he would be matir. El Rebeliezer, that's not, not that's, so that's not the Rebeliezer we're looking for. El Rebeliezer da Atzei Asherah. It's Rebeliezer in the context of Atzei Asherah, the Asherah tree. Dinan, this is a Mishnah in Avodazarah. Natal Himena Itzim, Asurim Mana. Let's say you took wood off the Asherah tree, you can't get an awe. If you used those that wood to fire up an oven, as we saw earlier, you can't use the bread at all. Even if that bread got mixed up with other breads that look alike, and one of those got mixed up with others, they're all asur because of the issue of avodah associated with the asherah. However, Rabbi Yezra has a different solution. He says, you've got a you got a thousand breads, and in those thousand breads, there's a, a possibility, sorry, you have a hundred breads, and we, and along the path, there is a possibility that one of those breads really is Asur. Could be that the Asur bread's not even in there. So he says, you take the amount, the value that that bread is, in coin, and throw it in Yamamelech, like we do with Avodah Zarah, and then it's okay. They said you can't redeem Avodah Now, all we know is that Rabbi Leizer says it, you could, that's the situation in Avodah Zarah. Who says that he would apply it to other Isurin? So then, who then is the author of this other Brayta that says that a new oven has to be destroyed? Plus, Rebeliezer said, not only but all Isurin, if it's a new oven, you have to destroy it. So that is Rebeliezer, and Rabbanan are the ones who said, even a new oven, you could let it cool down, because Zevezeh Goreim Mutar. Now, Abayi takes an at look at this. If you take the position that Zevezeh Goreim, meaning something Asur and something Mutar together, caused a reaction, and you say it's Asur, because of the the contribution of the Isur. So Rebbe, behind Rebbe Leezer, then Rebbe, who we saw in the bright earlier, is the same as Rebbe Leezer. But if you hold the position in multiple causes, um, uh, unless the Isur is enough to do, have done it on its own, is Mutar. And you'll argue that the reason that Rebbe says the bread is Asur is not because of is a Goreim, but rather because the bread is enhanced by the wood. Then bowls and cups and everything else that are used in their asur. Where do Where does Rebbe and where do they disagree? The about the oven itself and a pot. If you say asur, then asur. It's mutar. Now, ikadami. Some people say, "I feel the man damar zevaz agoyim mutar." Kudera asura. The pot is asur. Da kibla bishuleik mikamen intanetim lahetera, because it was already cooking before you put in the other bread, the other wood that was mutar. Rabbi Yosef from Rabbi Yehuda Marshmuel. Marshmuel has the opposite take. 
which is where we started this podcast. <coughs> exactly like we had. Here in this version, Rebbe is the one who says the bread is mutar that was baked on this on, in this oven that was fueled with uh, orla. And Chama are the one who says it's asur. We have the our bright is the opposite. The answer is Shmuel Ipcha Tani. Shmuel is the opposite version. Maybe it's as follows. Shmuel normally holds that when it's Rebbe versus one colleague, we rule like Rebbe. But not when it's against many. But here we hold like Rebbe, even Yotamir which means that's why he he had Rebbe being the one who was Matir. So I'm going to take the position that Rebbe is the one who's Matir, so that the Rabbanon will be the ones who are Oser. And what that means is that Shmuel is actually saying as follows. I personally hold um, that when Rebbe disagrees with his colleagues, that, um, that Halakha does not follow him. But here I think that Halakha does follow him, and Rebbe really said Asur, as we had in our first Brayta. But since everybody else, if they hear that Rebbe says Mutar, and the Rabbanan say Asur, they're going to say, oh, Halakha Rabbanan. So he switched the positions deliberately in order to make sure that people didn't do the wrong thing, even though he knew that Rebbe really was the one who prohibited Okay, we said in the Brayta that if you cooked it on coals, then everybody agrees the bread is mutar. The coals that were made from this isur. So both Shmuel and Babel and Rabbi Yochanan and Tveria said, That's only if they're glowing embers. If they're already quieted embers, Even if they're quieted embers, meaning they're already, uh, they're already white, Nonetheless, it's mutar. So, I understand the first position. Now, it's adding to the taste of the bread. But if you say that even if they're quieted down, it's mutar. So, where do you ever have Rebbe's position that the bread is asur? When you're holding the torch with fueled by this stuff right in front of him. So now the Rabbanan who are lenient would be matter even if the guy's holding the torch right opposite him. So where did the Rabbanan ever have eight simdisura? Where would you ever have eight simdisura? That's talking about not using it for fuel. But stuff like furniture, using uh, wood of his, uh, an asherah tree to make a chair. That they would agree. Okay, so he asked, Now, instead of atzei asherah, or klipei orla, he used wood of hektesh, and then you bake bread with it. The Rabbanan who said that bread is mutar, in the original one, what would they say here? He said, here they'd say asur. Why is this different than orla? So, let's think about it. Orla Orla has nullification. If one piece of Orla falls into more than 200 times of non-Orla, it's Batel. So, the same thing here, if you can negate the small amount of contribution of the wood to the baking process, you could say it's Batel. Hektesh has no beetle. This is what he was bothered by. The guy who burned it, 
was Moel. By using Atzei Hekdesh, it was Moel. And what's the Allah Chumilah? The minute that you are vi- that you violate Meilah, so you have culpability, and you owe the Mikdash and a Korban Hashem, etc., but the material itself becomes Chulun. So therefore, once the guy fired up the oven, it's not Atzei Hekdesh anymore. What kind of wood are we talking about here? We're talking about Atzei Shlamim, meaning that you had some wood and you said, I'm, I'm going to dedicate it for bringing a Shlamim. Right? And what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Hekdesh, if you misuse it, then it's Mitchalel becomes Chulun. But Mezid, it's Mitchalel. Amazing my time, although why not, Kevin Law Bar Me'ilahu? There's no Me'ilah but Me'ezid. So, Law Nafik Lechulun. So, therefore, Shlomim Nami, Kevin Law Bar Me'ilahu. Remember, Shlomim doesn't have Me'ilah, because Shlomim belongs to us. So, Law Nafik Lechulun. Therefore, since this wood was wood that somehow was made into Shlomim, meaning it was wood that you said, I'm dedicating this for the purpose of using the money that I'm going to buy it from for Shlomim. So, therefore, since Shlomim don't have Me'ilah, there's no way for this wood to go out the Chulun when you misuse it. Our premise was that if you're Moel, then the wood becomes Chulun. Anytime that you burn something that's supposed to be destroyed, the, the ashes may be used except for the ashes of an Asherah tree. And Efer of the Hekdesh, like Truma the Deshen, is always Asur. That's not about a case where uh, there was uh, some wood sitting there that somebody was makdish, and the fire started. There's no person there to be moel, therefore, there's nothing to pull it out of its status of hektish. But if somebody deliberately fires it and he's a moel, then that means that it has gone out of hektish and become a chulin. That's our case. We saw this just recently about what to do with Trumath Hadeshen, that the Deshen has to be taken care of properly, and, and once you've taken that little truma off the top of the Tapuach and put it down, it really can't be spread around, it can't be used, that, that it, uh, it, it has not gone out. But the rest of the affair, possibly, is already Chulun. Okay, Rabbi Omer, ain't Bi'ur. Now, in the Mishra, Rabbi said, the only way to do proper Bi'ur Chometz is with fire. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yudah, let's see. Ain't Bi'ur Chometz ala Sreifa, v'hadin notain. I'll prove it to you. Uman notar she'en uvali ravali matzeh, to notar leftover meat from a korban. It's past its time. There's no prohibition of ownership. Ta'un Sreifa, but you still have to burn it, and only burn it. That's what you have to do. Pa'eshti Sareif. So chametz that has these extra chumrot of uh, prohibition of ownership and in mean, your property, etc., certainly needs sreifa. Amrulo, their comeback was called din shatadan chleatol achmiras afol akel enudin. So you're using a kavachomer that is going to end up as a kula, which is lo matzai itzin asafoy he yoshev batel. If you can't find any wood, what are you going to do? Since you say there's no other way to invite chametz, you're not going to do so. You have a commandment to get rid of it. Whatever you use to get rid of it, throw it in the water, throw it in the air. So Rabbi Yudah came from another position. So now he didn't try Kavachomer, but Hekesh, an analogy, where you can't, bat, can't then cut it down with that same argument. And that is, Notar Chametz are both Asur. 
מה נותר בשריפה וחמץ ושריפה? זאת אומרת, שריפה וחמץ ושריפה. אמרו לנובלה תוכיח, let's say uh, novella disproves that, שאסורה ואכילה ואין נתונה שריפה, you don't have to burn a novella, you can sell it. אמרו להם הפרש, he said that's not the same, נותר אסור באכילה ובהנאה, נותר has double איסור, וחמץ אסור באכילה ובהנאה, חמץ אוסו. זאת אומרת, תון שריפה אמרו לו שור נסקל יוכיח, will disprove that from שור נסקל, which you can't eat or get הנאה from, אסור באכילה והנאה, ואין אותו צריפה, you don't have to burn it, you stone it and then bury it. אמרו להם הפרש, not the same, נותר אסור באכילה והנאה ואין אוש כרת. remember, eating נותר is כרת, just like חמץ אסור באכילה והנאה ואין אוש כרת. so מה נותר בשריפה וחמץ בשריפה, so he keeps building up the analogy between נותר and חמץ, so that it's not like a נבלה, and it's not like שור הנסקל, אמרו לו חלבו של שור הנסקל יוכיח. בחלב על שור הנסקל. חלב זה קורס אוף כרת. ומחילה ונאה ונאה כרת ואין לו טעון שריפה. You don't have to burn it. חזר רבי יהודה ודנות דין אחר. So he tried a different tack. נותר יש לו ואל תותירו. נותר has the prohibition of leaving it over. חמץ ואל תותירו. חמץ אין לו להביא אובר. מה נותר בשריפה? חמץ בשריפה. So just like נותר explicitly has to be burned. So חמץ. אמרו לו, אשם תלוי וחטאת העוף, הבעל הספק, לדבריך יוכיחו. So therefore, an אשם תלוי, which you bring, or חטאת העוף, that comes for ספק, and it's either kind of קורבן that you bring, because you're not sure if you were חייב חטאת, then שאין ואל תותירו, you're not allowed to leave him over, שאנו אומרים בשריפה, ואתה אומר בקבורה, you yourself, Rabbi Yudha said, you don't burn them up, because חטאת העוף, הבעל הספק, can't be eaten by the כהנים. They bring the קורבן, and then they have to bury it. And on Hashem Talui also. So, and you, Rabbi Yudah, have the opinion that you bury it. So, Shatak Rabbi Yudah, he had no response. V'yosif, Hanud Amri Inchi, Kafa Dechata Nagra Begaro Nishrof Chardala. So, Rabbi Yosef said, that's the famous witticism, that the utensil, that the Uman cut, that the Watterson cut, that's exactly where he's going to burn up his tongue using Chardal, meaning that he was hoisted by his own petard, essentially. Alright, that a smith makes like a pillory for prisoners to sit in, right? And... And he, um, and it turns out, if he turns out to be a uh, Ganav, he ends up being put in the same one. And it's basically the same thing. Rav Amar Gira Begir Miktil Mid Vilyadeh Mishtalim. And the same thing, a fellow who makes uh, arrows, uh, if he ends up getting killed by one, so again, he was hoisted by his own petard, essentially. Rabbi Yehuda, who was the one who said that you have to bury Achatat Ha'of Shabal HaSafeik, Ended up hurting his own argument that way. Okay, Chomim Farm Zorah Ruach Chomim said Hashbata can be with burning also, but can throw it in the air, can throw it in the water. Ibayalu Hechikamar. What do they mean? Farm Zorah Ruach Umefarim Etel Yam. You have to do all of them. You have to you have to make them into crumbs and throw them in the air, or make them into crumbs and throw them in the sea. Other Farm Zorah Ruach Chomim Etel Yam Beinei. Or does it mean you have to make them crumbs, throw them in the air, or just throw them in the sea as is, and you don't have to break it up? You destroy the Avodazar and throw it in the air. Throw in the sea. We ask the question, what did Rabbi Yossi mean? You have to destroy it, break it up, and throw it in the air, and break it up and throw it in the sea. 
or either one. Maybe you could throw it in the sea without breaking it up. So same question. Rabbi said, let's think about it. Avodah Zorah goes in the Yam HaMelech. No by Shechika, you don't have to wipe it out, because in, it's going to get so corroded in there. Chametz, the Shana Rodkaz, or Chametz goes into other rivers, boy, Piro, you have to break it up. Rav Yosef Adra, he said the opposite. Ibn Chamistab, Avodah Zorah, Deloma Misa, Avodah Zorah is metal. It's not going to get worn away. By Shechika, you have to wipe it out, you have to break it up. Chametz, the mommies, Chametz is food. The minute you throw it in the water, it gets, it gets messed up. No by Piro, you don't have to mess it up. You don't have to break it up, sorry. We have a bright supporting each position. So if you're in the desert, you, and say, 14th, take your bread and break it up and throw it in the, to the wind. If you're on, on the water, then break it up and throw it in the sea. So you have to break it up either way. Like Rabba. You just throw it in the sea. Shechika kasha l'Rabba, so that statement is difficult for Rabba. Piru kasha l'Rav Yosef, the other one's kasha l'Rav Yosef. Shechika l'Rabba lo kasha, hali ha-melach, halashar naharot. So Rabba will have it very simple. If you're at Yam ha-melach, then, um, then you just throw it in. But if it's uh, other ones, then you have to break it up. Rav Yosef lo kasha, ha-bechiti ha-benama. He has a very simple thing. He says, if it's wheat, then you would um then you would have to break it up. But if it's um <coughs> but if it's bread, then just throw it in as is because it's gonna get all melty. Okay, we'll we'll pick it up in the next podcast at this second Mishnah of the second paragraph. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.